Okay, with Guy Noland, uh, Stage Manage is the short film played at the Comedy Film Festival. It is about uh, a, a suburban community theater who are trying to uh, to open, like do a, a stage managed version of My Fair Lady. So a lot of shenanigans take place. I'm so curious about these films. It's 20 minutes long, a lot of moving parts, a lot of comedy uh, moments, a lot of actors and a lot of moments. Was there anything that when you're in editing that didn't work that you had to kind of had to cut out or did everything you kind of set up work? Uh, well, I mean, technically there was a lot of stuff that didn't, you know, okay. that wound up being a problem and that I had to, to kind of uh, uh, work my way around just because, you know, as an independent filmmaker, you're, you're, you're kind of dealing with whatever you have. You're, you know, you, you don't have the best of the best of everything technically, so there's a lot of things that happen, uh, you know, that are unforeseen on site that you don't realize until you get off, which yeah. would be simple, just as simple as something as like a, a door that was open in one shot and closed in, in the next, you know, and now how do you edit around that? Or, you know, the sound guy who, you know, we had to get a bargain basement prices just forgot to play, you know, press record on that shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so now how do I Frankenstein the audio from this, you know, this shot over here over to yeah. this shot to make it work and try and sync things up. A lot of stuff like that, you know, from the comedy standpoint, though, once we got into post kind of everything was there, everything was working pretty good in the way, way we expected it to. Cause people don't know how hard these films are from a tone perspective. Right. Because it's right. like, it's kind of a, it's a zany, uh, uh, concept so all the actors are all the people are kind of like off the ground so to speak if you quote unquote so sometimes yeah. tone wise if it works it's funny in the moment while you're shooting it but then it doesn't match with the tone of the other comic performance it's like it's like a puzzle right it's like a tone puzzle I guess for the, these films yeah. but it seemed to work out in the editing room when you put it all together. Yeah, well, and you know, the problem is too, is, you know, I do, I also do stand up and, and, and a lot of times what you think is really funny, just, just tanks in front of an audience, but you don't know, really know that until it gets in front of an audience, you know, until you get there. And, and the one thing that I, I did know was that this is kind of a very niche piece in the sense that it really focuses on, uh, you know, on community theater. And so the people, a lot of the jokes are very kind of inside baseball uh, with theater. And I, I knew going in that there would be, there would be some jokes that people just wouldn't get for the most part, unless they were theater people. Um, and in, in doing kind of our, our audience analysis afterwards, that rang true. There was, uh, there were several jokes that, that fell flat with normal audiences, but then the very small niche theater audiences yeah. were really funny. I got that, but I would get notes back from people who weren't theater people. And I didn't understand what that joke was about. I, I knew that there was a joke there, but I didn't get it. And I kind of have, you have to make that decision. Well, you know, is it okay to leave that in if not everybody gets it, if it's just kind of an inside joke for a certain small audience? I guess it depends how many comedy moments are happening in that sequence, right? If there's a right, joke yeah. 10 seconds after, it doesn't matter. You can kind of move, move on quickly, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it. These are, these are hard films. These are like the hardest films to make. And there's like, and you have such a strong, like a long cast. I know you have the two kind of leads who are, who are the kind of the, the casting agents, so to speak, and but everybody's kind of like in and out and you got these subplots going on and like the, the new actor and like, you know what I mean? And the, that, that kind of running line of those two guys, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, poster, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's a lot yeah, of yeah. parts. So I'm just curious, like, it's like, it's like, 
it, I guess it was like was editing like I know we'll, we'll get to the shooting and later, but was the editing like a real like I know you in the blog interview you kind of said it was a fast process, but it must have been a real process putting it all together and editing. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, fortunately, I, I kind of enjoy that part of the process because it's as a filmmaker, it's where I finally get to see everything come together. I get to see watch, you know, so I have a bit more patience with it because I want it to be perfect. I want it to, to fit all the pieces of the puzzle together. Uh, and uh, and yeah, in, in the end, there was, you know, some things that the way it was written went kind of didn't flow as well. So I'd say I kind of have to rearrange pieces. And the good thing about that, like what you just described with, uh, you know, a lot of things going on is I can then start to move pieces of it around without affecting the storyline. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that happened a few times in the editing process where I went, oh, this the way I wrote it doesn't really make sense. There's not enough time for this person who just left that scene to get over there. So I have to put something in the middle here. And what can I do? And just kind of start again, like I said, start Frankensteining things together to make it work so that it works and it flows. Because uh, as you had pointed out, you know, while you're shooting or in the script, it makes sense in your mind. But then you get into editing and you go, whoa, this doesn't quite make as much sense as I thought I did. So now how do I fix that? So okay, so then you got this like all these group of actors, and like you said, it was during COVID, so everybody was not working, and so you decided to that was the, that was the whole kind of motivation. You decided to make a film while all these theater actors weren't working. Is that that's the that's the story, I guess? Well, <clears throat> I mean, what what how it, uh, <laughs> the, the genesis of it was? Um, I am, I, you know, I do a lot of theater. I've done a lot of theater my whole life, and I and I'm doing. I'm an actor. I do theater and. Uh, as well as filmmaking and uh, I had just finished a show and and was had gotten cast and was first day of rehearsal going into another show when when the shutdown happened and everything went and like literally everyone's just boom out of work um, and one of the guys that was in the show that I had just previously done had just uh, optioned a um, a pilot a comedy pilot um to uh, um a big a big company and the name just it escapes me right now it'll uh, national lampoon okay. that's what it was and and uh, and i said can i take a look at that do you mind if i i see it he goes no no of, of course and he, so he sends me <clears throat> excuse me he sends me the uh, um a link to his pilot and i watched it and i went why we could do this you know what i mean like this is really kind of it's a it's an easy concept and so I thought, you know, I'm, I got time now because everything shut down. I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to write something. Uh, I'm going to try and figure out something that that really kind of uh, clicks with me and the people I know and my circles and what they would want to watch. And I, and I got to make it simple. It's just got to be like one or two locations and it's got to be fun. And what could that be? And uh, and this kind of idea hit me about, you know, uh, because I have done a lot of community theater and it's it's always a circus. And there's always all these characters. And every time I'm telling stories, people are laughing about what's going on. And a lot of, of the stuff that happened in this is stuff that's are, are based on real people. Yeah. And <clears throat> people that I've worked with. <laughs> and, and in fact, every, all the people who are in it, all the actors are in it are theater actors that I've worked with, um, you know, and just had worked with over the past prior few months from different productions. There was like this, all of this, this uh, conglomerate of different actors that I'd worked in with different shows and so they're all legit, you know, theater actors that are in this um, playing characters that are based on real people. 
And um, and so I just went, all right, let's get some people together, a group together, and let's let's you know figure out what this first episode could look like. And we kind of sat down and spitballed the whole thing. And I went, all right, I got it. I know what we're doing. Wrote it and then looked at it and said, all right, now how do we make this? And and then we were off to the you know off to the races on on figuring out how to find enough funding to you know to pay for location fees and insurance and the things that you have to pay for that had to come out of pocket and where's that money going to come from and and uh you know uh, there's always got the dp you know the camera crew is never going to work for free you're never going to find any you know grips gaffers or dps or 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 sound guys who are going to work for free so you got to find that money so it was all working that all together and 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 finding the locations and doing all that um you know to make it all come together i mean it's always to me amazing when these things actually wind up happening and they wind up, you know, actually coming out pretty decent. That's, that, that's great. Thanks for sharing that. So the, 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 when I first watched the film, it was like, I, re, I was reminded of uh waiting for Guffman, which was the, the, the um, Christopher guest, like it's basically yeah. Peter's page, but tone wise, it's like, that's sort of like, they're all kind of sweet, lovable, innocent kind of like Midwestern people. But in your film, it's like in your film, it's like, they're kind of like, city urban dicks i guess or like kind of like <laughs> jerks in a sense right so yeah. they're different characters but i guess like they just kind of reminded me of that kind of like putting on this kind of show that they think it's a lot bigger than what it is i guess right yeah well to me it was it was uh you know uh, the 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 it's the combination of waiting for guffman meets Shit's creek oh, right you know, I mean, you know, because like, in fact, we I was one of my, I love that show, Shit's Creek, and because the characters were just so much fun, because they're all idiots, and like you said, they're all dicks, and but you just love them. You got sweeter you know? as the show as the show progressed. Exactly though. right, yeah, you, and they and then they go they grow on. In fact, that was one of the comments that uh, 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 Carter, who who played Sterling, the 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 director, you know, um, and and I and he said, and some people said, oh gosh, he's so. He's so unlikable, and and I and my comment was Shit's Creek, man. They they're all unlikable to begin with. Yeah, you know, what I mean? this is the pilot, and they have to have somewhere to go. They they have to, you know, if this thing gets picked up, then we have to have somewhere where they can grow, and you know, and uh, with the audience, and they have to have an arc. And this is where they start, and this is where everyone starts. Yeah, it's like it's almost like a like uh well, it's funny that Catherine O'Hara was in Goffman, and and so was Lugene Levy in Shit's Creek. But like she, yeah. she when she does a show on like a stage show on Chits Creek, it's like she it's it's a narcissistic kind of uh, director's tone, right? Where it's like this okay. is the only thing that matters on the on planet Earth in the moments right now, right? right. And the right. but they're also playing like gatekeepers, the two the two casting the the guy and the girl casting in your film, yeah. They're like they're the gatekeepers, like they they have this kind of like superiority over everybody else, right? Because right. They, they can pick and choose and the supply and demand of the film industry is like anybody if you do a casting call there's you're gonna get a hundred notices you're gonna get a hundred actors audition trying to audition for it i guess right and it doesn't matter what especially in la it doesn't matter what the show is it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter what it is (laughs) you're just gonna get inundated with everybody i mean even on this one i put out you know casting uh you know uh notices no pay. Sorry, guys. Like we don't have money. It just and we just got flooded with people who wanted to come in. The, the the extras who were great. You know, we we gave them gas money. You know, to come out, but you I couldn't. I, I had to turn people away because you know people just they want to be a part of it and they want to do it. And you know, I was like, look, we can feed you, we can give you gas money, but that's the best we can do. 
Um, and and but people just they want to be there. They want to be experiencing it, especially in this town. It must have been even more heightened because it it was during COVID and everybody's just dying to do something too. I guess too, right? Yeah, and 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 that also, yeah, they they there was nothing going on. So you know, in fact, it was that was one of the ways I was able to get some actors was because they just weren't doing anything. You know, um, uh, in fact, the guy who originally was slated to play David. Um, he had to back out at the last minute, but um, and uh, Daryl, who wound up in it, was great. He was fantastic. Uh, but the guy who was originally going to do it, he was a big actor, but he was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can come out and, and do this. So we were able to get a lot of people because of that, too. And, 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 and you know, higher quality, um, you know, uh, behind the scenes workers and things that people who just. Yeah. They didn't have anything else to do, so they were willing to come out. Yeah, it's well, it's well shot. Like, oh, I want to get to uh, Clint Howard, so he kind of plays himself in the film. Uh, mm -hmm. Was he as a friend of yours, or like, uh, yeah. okay, yeah, I've known I've known Clint for almost twenty years. Uh, he's a good good friend of mine and a great guy. He's just a great dude, and he did, in fact, when I was uh, younger in, in film school and doing my my senior project, he he came out and jumped in on on you know on that for me and. Uh, he's always been one of those guys who's he's he's just he just he loves working and he loves helping people and he just loves doing that. He's just a fantastic guy. Because yeah. you um, briefly met him, uh, Cinderella Man. They shot it in Toronto, oh, yeah. and half the film was in Maple, the old Maple Leaf Gardens, which is not there anymore. But I think it was one of the last things that ever happened. Anyways, uh, he became everybody's friend because he yeah. was on set the whole time. His brother was directing the film, <laughs> and. Uh, and he just was like, it's so it's funny when I saw him in the film, I was like, oh, like, he's just like, he was so like, everybody loved him by the end of that shoot. Like he was just everybody's best friend. So he kind of has that personality, I guess. Right. Yeah. And he's, that's a great thing about both him and Ron is that, that, the, you know, a lot of times you, you, you see people, uh, you know, being interviewed and things like that. And you go, oh, that's nice. I wonder what they're like in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those two, that's who they are. They, you know, they, what you see is what you get. And, how you think they are in real life is how they are in real life. They're just yeah. really nice, nice, guys. very smart, sharp guys, but very kind and generous. I, I guess it comes to parenting because they're one of the few child actors that, you know, they're like the poster child of what a good child actor could be. Could yeah, yeah, into, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, well, Clint would tell you, well, he probably... <laughs> He's probably not the poster child. He had some rough years there. Uh, but in if you're to if, a lot of them, probably not. But yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but they, you know, they have the, the book out called The Boys that they just did together, a, a, a autobiography. And they talk a lot about that. And it's and it's fascinating for me to sit and listen to it. I sat and listened. I did the audio book and I went back and talked to Clint. I'm like, this is just so fascinating because it really is. It's kind of that hometown Mayberry uh, you know, childhood that they had growing up. And it was because of their father, you know, their parents and uh, Rance, who was their father. And I, yeah. and I met him several times and just, you see that, that family, those family values and they, and, and it really shows in who they are as men and just really good guys. Really. So good he just guys. came on for a day. He just like, I'll help you. you kind of uh, I think, yeah, he came on for two days. I think we had all in, I think we had, uh, that was a four days. We shot that in four days or five days rather. And, uh, he came on for two of those days. Yeah. Two full days. And, and that's the thing is, you know, uh, uh, the great thing about it, he doesn't need a trailer. He doesn't need, you know, just, you know, obviously we had the uh, um, uh, setups, you know, because of COVID that we had everybody kind of spaced out and we had you know, extras in one room and principals in another room and everyone kind of spaced out because of COVID. But um, 
uh, yeah, there, you know, there's never any special treatment, you know, but you always with somebody like that, how can we get him in and out as soon as possible? So he's not sitting around doing nothing, but you never hear a complaint from that guy, you know? Yeah. So it's okay. So tell me about your location. Cause it's almost like a character in the film. And it's like, I was just curious, like how much you had a set dress. Cause it looks like a community theater. It like, it was like, it was, it was an amazing location. Well, okay, so the location was kind of the big uh, uh, kerfuffle that we had because, um, again, what the theater that we had originally planned on shooting in um, was uh, a theater that a lot of us that were in it had used before, a community theater that we'd all been in part of. And, um, uh, and it had everything. It had the theater and it had the rehearsal space and it had, you know, where we could do the auditions, shoot the audition scenes, and we could do it all in one, one location. And literally three days before uh, our first shot, uh, the owner of the theater pulled on us. And um, I had been trying to get her to sign contracts. And, um, you know, I won't go into all the details, but it was uh, it, it was it was not a pleasant moment yeah. to find out that three days before our first shot that uh, this individual was uh, pulling out on us um, for reasons that that, uh, you know, were pretty shady anyway. Um, so we had to we had to we had to postpone, um, uh, you know, our first shot for a month while we went and looked for uh, another location. Um, and fortunately, we we would have lost our insurance. We would have, you know had to pay twelve hundred dollars for that week. I would have lost it. But because it was COVID, if I were I was able to say if I was able to say, look, you know, we lost our our um, our location, then the insurance company was willing to gotcha. to, to let us push it. They need to make back. some money too, I guess. Yeah. 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 And and so if, if it hadn't been COVID, we would have been totally screwed. Because well, even with they, your cast and crew, right? Like they're everybody. Yeah, oh, yeah. To another job. Well, and that was the thing. And so we wound up losing our DP because she was then when for a month later, she was booked on something else. Yeah. And that was the actor that I was talking about that we was gotcha. willing to do it. We lost him because he he was booked on something else. And so it was kind of this scramble. And then we wound up. There was another uh, a small community theater, Sierra Madre Playhouse. That's uh, um, just uh, east of, of L.A. And um, it was perfect. It was a perfect location. Uh, and they were willing to do it for, um, you know, a, a minimal amount of money, not free. Uh, and then you know, had to negotiate with them a little bit. And then we found a, a dance studio um, down in uh, I think it was down in uh, um, South Pasadena, uh, who, again, it's covid. They're shut down. And, you know, if we can throw them a thousand bucks for a couple of days, you know, that's not a lot of money, but for them, Hey, yeah. we can keep the lights on for another month. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and uh, so they were willing to do that, but, you know, surprisingly to me, a lot of like the dance studios would, would, and, and smaller theaters that were shut down would rather have nothing than, than come down on their prices. You I think know it I mean? has to do with their sub, what they were getting from the government, their subsidies and what in taxes and like what, like what they're able to take in. If they're getting this big chunk of money from the government, they can't, you know what I mean? They can't, then, then they're getting money from you. It's like, they're, it's yeah. like, you know what I'm trying to say? I, I don't like know. They might as well just do nothing because they're going to get the same amount of money. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I think that's uh, probably that could what be. happened. Yeah. 
I mean, but I was just amazed. I'm like, you know, there's these little 99 seat theaters that 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 uh, you know they they got their lights off, and I'm like, all you got to do is turn the lights on. We'll come in and we'll give you a thousand bucks for yeah. two days. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like, uh, no, our fee is you know a thousand dollars a day. You know, so they'd be willing to take two thousand dollars, yeah, but they wouldn't be willing to take a thousand. I'm like, this makes no. All right, whatever. I'll find something. You know what I yeah. mean? And uh, the the Sierra Madre Playhouse was uh, just because <laughs> Kate. Kate, the gal who played Kate, uh, is her name is Kate. Um, she had done shows in Sierra Madre and they loved her. And so she was able to make a phone call. And so that all worked out and it wound up being a really, really great space for us to work in. Um, I can't say enough about, about that, that group. And they're not, they're not privately owned. They're owned by the community, literally. So they have a community board and so they were, yeah, they had a little co-op thing. And so they were able to, to say, yeah, we'll do that. You know, whatever, a thousand bucks and yeah, why not, few, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what they're that's what they're there for, right? They're, they're it's not it's right. not, yeah. It's not supposed to be for yeah. profit. They're supposed to help out guys like yourself, right? Right. And which they did and they were fantastic, you know. It was it was it wound up being a great, but again, those were other expenses that we had to find that money for, you know. So this is uh this is a pilot. You got this, you yeah. put this under a pilot. So is there gonna be episode two? Like what is your or what is your game uh, grand plan ideally? Well, episode two is written. Um, and again, you know, you run into that issue of funding. Where do you find the money? This is, you know, I think it, that first episode, even though, you know, a lot of people were giving, donating time, it still cost us, you know, in the neighborhood about $15,000 to make that. Um, and so <clears throat> finding the money to do that is the trick. Um, so right now what we're doing is we're kind of, we put it out into the festival circuit and. And, um, you know, we've had really good response and we've had some wins and we've had some honorable mentions and we've gotten to some good sized festivals. And so then at that point, you know, we're, we're getting it's now winding down to the point where we're looking at now how do we how do we start? How do we get this to series? Like, how do we get how do we pitch these this to networks and yeah. and, and those kinds, of, which is that's the uphill battle. Um, uh, and so right now we're just kind of looking for representation and, you know, and the people who can get us through the doors and, you know, to where we can pitch this thing. Cause now we have the, the, the pilot, we've got the proof of concept, uh, and we've got, you know, uh, we've got, we've got a whole, um, deck that we've built on this thing and yeah. that we can get it out there and that we're, we're ready to do it. It's just being able to get into the rooms, you know, to have the meetings at this gotcha. point. So we send you the audience to, to you and the audience feedback video. What did you think about what our audience had to say about your film? That was great, man. That was great. You know, uh, I, I, again, as an independent filmmaker, you know, audiences, you know, today don't tend to be very forgiving. You know what I mean? And and uh, <laughs> which is one of the reasons why I made it a mockumentary, because they, they people tend to be a lot more forgiving with mistakes especially technical errors when it's a you know it's supposed to be a documentary um and so that was very very uh purposefully done because i knew that technically we were going to have issues that we weren't going to be able to work around and we weren't going to be able to make it look like a big you know high budget tv show um and so you're always you know and 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 especially since it's a niche uh uh subject matter that not everybody gets Every time you're like, okay, here comes audience feedback, you kind of brace yourself. You're like, oh boy, here oh. we go. You know, <laughs> what, what we, what's this going to be? You know, uh, am I going to get the whole, I didn't get it. What was that about? But, you know, it was great feedback. And, and uh, you know, everybody that, that uh, now 
I don't know. I, I imagine that you probably didn't put any of the, the bad notes on there, but, <laughs> but well, it's, always, it's always good to hear the positive things. No, there wasn't really it. that much from that audience. There wasn't really that much. The only thing that we did is that we kind of like didn't repeat the same point, right? We just didn't. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So some if yeah, yeah, and that's people not, said the same point, we just made the better. We just gave the we just right. gave you one version of that point, right? So yeah, but and it's great, and and I think this is the first uh, uh, festival that's ever I've ever seen that with that nobody's ever done that before, and and it just it's it's uh, um, it kind of reinforces you as a filmmaker to hear that because you don't get to hear that very often, like and especially from people you don't know, like you always get you know your mother who's going to tell you it's wonderful. You know, uh, but you don't rarely get to hear from people you don't know that it's some that mothers, is, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so that was great. No, it was it was really nice to 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 get that. It's a nice little bump, you know. That that was yeah. a good touch. I liked it. Well, I wish you the best with this this project. I hope you get some uh, some distribution, some funding for it, and uh, it's a great idea. Like I said, there's like a like you said, it's got that. Like you know, like it's got that kind of like mockumentary Shit's Creek kind of uh, vibe to it, and uh, people like those type of watching films about films or films about the like you know what I mean. Like it's like right. it's always popular, but like I said, it's like you nail the tone. So if I'm a producer, I'm like, these are so hard to make, right? Like really hard. Yeah. Like even you're talking about Shit's Creek, it's like there's really only four main characters. So but you got a variety. A variety of different uh like I said so that's why i was bringing it up in the beginning we're like amazing job so like i love to see this this i hope i wish you guys the best of the luck with the future and uh and if you did let's talk let's talk when it when it gets made into a series yeah well listen from your mouth to god's ears i mean you know let's let's hope that happens that would be the dream and uh you know really appreciate you guys and what you guys are doing uh and uh, this, this has been a, a a great uh experience for us so thank you thank you one two three four five six seven eight schlemiel schlemizel hasenbeck incorporated